For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I am joined in studio by Armani Buckets and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing on this glorious Monday? What a weekend in the NBA. It yeah. started Friday with the 176, 175. Amazing. Saturday, Joel Embiid, you know, nearly hits one of the most miraculous shots we've seen. Sunday, the Lakers, 27 point comeback. And by the way, you guys are driving me nuts. You really are. <laughs> you, you especially, Arash. I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault. You should be excited, but I just, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Amazing. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I I cried. <laughs> and I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I cried of happiness. That was the f- first time. I mean, it was. It's been a dark last year and a half, two years. The first time I can see a team with a path to actually win a playoff series. I mean, it's like I know it's gonna be tough, and and everyone saying the Lakers are now title contenders is it's too early. It's too early. No, Stephen A. and Skip Bayless say, they that, say they, that they are title contenders. Stephen A. is saying they're dangerous. They're da- and they Skip dangerous. Skip Bayless says I, if I, Anthony Davis plays like that, they're going to win the championship. And I, I just think there's so much to go. That's a little much. I mean, listen, I, I'm excited that they're saying that. I think they know what draws traffic. I think that they know what people are. People are excited about the Lakers, right? No one gives a damn about the Sacramento Kings or the Memphis Grizzlies or the Oklahoma Armand seems to care about the Kings. That's fine. And listen, he, he's, he's, you know, has this huge following. I get that. But if the Lakers are at least in the mix, people care. They care about LeBron. It's better for they the sport. They care about the Lakers. Okay, so let, let's go with this. Let's, we do have to talk about where they are in the big scheme of things. And they keep talking about the sixth seed. Like, that's the goal, the sixth seed, because they don't want to be in the play-in tournament. At this point, listen, just get into to the play-in tournament. Just get to 500, right? Right now, they are a game behind, a game back of the 10 seed. That puts them in the play-in tournament. I think they're two to two and a half back of that six, six seed. Um, listen, they can make that their goal. I, I just want them to have a meaningful do-or-die, wait-or-go-home game. Um, okay, so since they made that move, and I really don't count it until LeBron joined them. Since LeBron joined them, they're three and zero. Oh. Now they they beat the Warriors in uh, the first game that they had the new guys back. But listen, like if this team is going to have any success, it'll be with LeBron. So with LeBron plus the new guys, they are three and zero. Oh. 
Um, and I'll give you the, the, the stage in a moment. But you want to poo-poo this thing. And, and listen, it is not a small thing. When the Lakers are up by 30 points against the Warriors, yes, there's no Steph Curry, all that stuff. The Lakers, previous to this move, have lost to really bad teams. Have lost to really bad teams. And so for them to beat the defending champions, I know Steph's not playing. But to beat any team in the NBA by 30 points, that's a big deal. I'm assuming you're going to crap on the fact that they were down by 27. It is really telling for a team like this that, 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 that's been in that spot before to come back from 27 points down Sunday afternoon against the Mavericks. It's on the road. Big moment because what you do in that moment is go into the locker room and say that those days are over. I know before we were down by 27 points, we'd lose this game. This is a different team. There were so many moments in that game where I'm like, oh, these guys are different. Now, listen, I'm not about to plan the parade. I'm not saying that they're going to the championship. This is a playoff team, though. Yeah, I mean, that was amazing. That was incredible. Bravo to you. I'm not poo-pooing the comeback or the 3-0 stretch, but I am poo-pooing the level of competition that they beat in that stretch. Golden State, without Steph and without Wiggins, is really not a good team. They beat Minnesota. Minnesota. Well, Minnesota's also... But you do, they're so all you, mediocre. It's from the, the prism of this beat. team is not... Has not well, by the way, this team has been a bad team. This is a below 513 seed team. Yes. So when you make the moves that they did... And you beat a team regardless. And it, I, listen, I still think it means something. Like across the way, they got Draymond Green, they got Clay Thompson, they got Steve Kerr coaching. It's the Warriors. I know that they're not the same team without Curry, but for them to win a game by 30 points, that, that's a really big Impressive. deal. Impressive. So the biggest thing that I was going to say, and you nailed it, was the 27-point deficit. Why did they fall behind by 27? What caused that? All the issues it, that we've seen uh, uh, all season. It, but this is an NBA game. I mean, like, why they that was by 27? ugly. Okay. That was ugly, ugly so basketball. It's, a, it's, a, it's there's two sides to the coin, right? There's a reason that they fell behind by 27. And there's a reason that they came back and what is the reason won. they came back and won? Well, I'll let you guys discuss defense. It. Okay, defense. And but it Vanderbilt. wasn't Vanderbilt's defense, especially. But it wasn't just the defense. It was the effort that they were placing. That effort, to me. From a human standpoint, from like a, you know, a competitive standpoint is not sustainable. You cannot play like your hair is on fire every single night. Yeah. That's just not humanly possible. So the the truth lies somewhere in between what we saw in the second half and what we saw in the first half. The problem with me is the Lakers, they rely on Malik Beasley to hit shots. Everybody knows as soon as Malik Beasley touches the ball that it's going up. The reason why he has a great game and a bad game is because it's really hard to make shots when everybody knows that you're not going to put the ball on the floor, get to the basket. Yeah. So the Lakers, they still, to me, lack three-point shooting. And I know that they're missing D'Angelo Russell. But then you add into the fact, the first half of that game, Davis and LeBron looked very pedestrian. And the game before, they looked pedestrian too. And LeBron's not getting healthier. He got more injured in that sure. game. And going forward, the schedule doesn't lighten up. Memphis is really tough tomorrow. Oklahoma Oklahoma City, they look good. And yeah. they're on Wednesday. What happens if LeBron sits those two games? Then we're sitting here potentially looking at a two-game losing streak. And then... Oh, we don't... I mean, okay, listen. Like, all we know is what we know. So now you're playing it like if they lose the next two games that they haven't. What we so know... <laughs> okay, you're just you're too pessimistic. I have to step in here. <laughs> what did I say coming out of the break? I said they're going to beat... They're going to beat 
Golden State, and they're going to have to win one of the two games, and I think they will against Dallas and Memphis. They already did that. They probably lose against Memphis tomorrow night because of the Shannon Sharp situation at home. That's a game Memphis <laughs> yeah. probably should have won on the road. They're going to be angry, and I expect the Lakers to be unprepared and, and maybe get blown out tomorrow. Like That might be a bad game, and everyone's going to be like, well, this team can't do anything. Then on Wednesday, they're going to come back and destroy the Thunder. They're going to destroy them. They're going to blow them. They're going to blow them out of the water in Oklahoma City. They're going to Davis is going to go for 45 points and 14 rebounds and five blocks. Like it's going to be. And then they're going to beat Minnesota on Friday and Golden State on Sunday. What a stretch. They're going to they're going to be. So they're going to be 29, 33. Then they're going to be 32 and 33. One game under. You're almost Almost at crypto. One game game under entering next Tuesday's game against Memphis. Why they only play them on Tuesday. I don't know. But uh, it's kind of funny. So they're going to be in a good position, Armand. Look, you can't deny this. Right now, the Lakers are a top six team in the Western Conference. Right now. They are. They just Um, are. They are. They're better than Minnesota. They're better than Golden State. They're better than Oklahoma City. And they're better than Portland. I don't think this roster is that good. I just don't. I don't think these guys are that good. What do you have to be? Okay, so let me bring this up to you. This roster right now, by the way, is better than the 2020 team. And it's not close. The 2020 team lacked depth. Yeah, sure, Anthony Davis and LeBron aren't as good as they were then. I mean, it's hard for me to say that just because of what that team did. And, like, they had, like, like the number one seed. It's because that was because of the top heaviness of the roster. Rondo stepped up his game in the playoffs. They had KCP. And LeBron and Davis were a a thousand times better than they they are now. It's just That's just a fact. The the thing is, this team actually has Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, who are better than Markeith Morris. And, and, you know, Kyle Kuzma wasn't showing up on that team. This roster, I mean, it's crazy. It's outrageous for you to say that this is not a roster. This is one of the deepest rosters in the league right I now. I don't agree with that. I do, I think this roster is extremely talent-deprived. Oh and I think God. that the, the more sample size we get, the more that those— You're incorrigible. I mean, Austin, <laughs> Austin, Austin Reeves scored 17 points on a perfect shooting night the other day, and he barely plays sometimes. Yeah. I, I, I guess we'll wait and see, but I really still think that their talent is an issue. Okay, they didn't even have Russell, and they won. Yes, I, I, I don't think that he changes much. Schroeder is, by oh the way, Schroeder is playing great <laughs> Dude, basketball. I, I, we might as call, we might as well call you Nick Wright right now. With oh these my takes. I mean, this is terrible. This, you were just the your hatred of the Lakers is really blinding you from the situation. Yes, we know they're twenty nine and thirty two. We know they're under five hundred. But how can you say? How many teams were 0-138 down 27 points this season? They're the one team that's done it. You can't say that this isn't a good team. No other team has done that. No other team. I hear you, and and kudos to them because that is a heck of an accomplishment. I just don't know if that the way that they made the comeback is a sustainable formula i don't think it is because the way that they did it was they made the game super muddy they were causing turnovers every possession dallas could not take care of the basketball and that was because of the lakers and because of their vanderbilt and davis but again vanderbilt was pulling on his shorts gasping for air in the third quarter like that kind of stuff is not really something the level of effort that they were putting the level of just try the the i love it I the mean, truth is somewhere in the middle really try that, that that hard at the beginning of the season i mean i like am i saying that they need to do that every night no they're not, not going to play the Ma- the mavericks on the road like every night but so. that's the that's 
their offense can go through dry spells yeah. that cause they need to be a defensive oriented team. That's their identity. 100%. And the thing is, the defense starts with effort in the first half. Just what what's going on? You're t- you're turning the ball over like every single possession and then defensively they're not getting back in transition all the same errors that we saw but it's a mental thing so how do we know with this team when the switch is going to be on versus when it's going to be off that's my question and the sample size that we have so far and again i really count it when lebron is there they have not lost so again only three games a big game uh against the grizzlies now listen i don't expect them to win that game but let's play this out, okay? So they go on the road, play the Grizzlies, and then uh, the next night, tough, you know, second night of a back-to-back against the Thunder, they should win that game. That's a game that you plan to win. Listen, I'm not saying that that it's a give me, but if you're if you're if you're going to make this play-in tournament, you got to win some of these games. So okay, so we're going to say lose to the Memphis Grizzlies, beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, come back home. I got them beating the Timberwolves. They got them beating the Warriors. Again, the Grizzlies game, like, let's just say they get blown out at Memphis. That'll be a fun one to see, okay, like, where are we at with that game? Will Shannon Sharp be courtside? That'll be oh, a fun man. one to watch. <laughs> uh, they got Toronto. You know, let's see what, you know, they... they They'll be Toronto. They should be Toronto. Toronto's good, though. Toronto's <laughs> New York good, Knicks at home. I mean, listen... What, Those are all good teams. Yeah, and, and these are games every, that you have to win. If you, wait, you know, wait, wait. Yeah. Armand, every game is tough in the NBA this yes. season. The Lakers have the fifth worst record in the NBA. That is, is that how, true? That's how even oh, yeah. the NBA there's, is. But there's the 13th seed. What you yeah, <laughs> I guess when you say well, no, that No, no, not anymore. They're 12. Oh, 12 Thunder are below them. There we go. Um, but like, Armand, I mean, that there's no... It's like the NFL right now. They're, but Arash is right. They're going to need... And you're right. They're going to need to win these games they're supposed to win. Last year, what did they do? They didn't win the games they're supposed to win. They didn't make the play-in tournament. They finally... This looks like a team that has the ability to go win those games they need to win. So, do you, so this is my question, because I want to know where you guys stand on these kinds of topics. Lakers versus Memphis playoff series starts tomorrow. Who, who do you think is the better team right now? Well, the Gri- Grizzlies are the better team. They okay. have been over the last two years. Now, I don't now, think but, Brandon's going to no, agree well, with you. The playoffs are different. Like, do I think that a LeBron James, um, Anthony Davis team, that, listen, if they go on a run, that they're in a seven-game series, you have to, just from just looking at that team, not the team that began the season, if this team goes on a run that has them in the playoffs, not the playing tournament, the playoffs, you're well, talking about one of the... Top but you're saying if league. it started tomorrow, I mean, Memphis would win because LeBron is hurt. Okay. <laughs> the, well, like if LeBron is at full health, full health, the, Lake, the Lakers win in that series. And the Lakers He's beat, not alone in saying and, that. And by no, the way, I know. Yeah. And by the way, like, Charles. What the hell have the Grizzlies done? And, and they, and that's the why Grizzlies I, have established an identity with this current group as fine. being a defensive team. Okay, the Lakers, but, to me, the reason why I'm still so skeptical is their identity. They don't have an identity. By the way, by the way, Armand, Charles Barkley said on first take this morning, I know it's Charles Barkley, but, you know, funny guy. I, I like I like the man a lot, but he has some outrageous takes. He said every single person would take the Lakers in a seven-game series against the Kings. And Armand disagrees, but I think the Kings would lose and will lose in four or five games against whoever they play. I think they're. Would phony. you take the Lakers over Sacramento right now in a playoff? Of course, series? in a playoff series, yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, I really think what you've done in the postseason matters. If it's your first run in the postseason, if you're like the Grizzlies, where you've had really good seasons, but come postseason time, we talked about that moment. And I know the Lakers are not the Warriors, but kind of the LeBron Steph comparison or. 
DeAnthony Davis. Like, they've been there. They've won a championship. So with the Grizzlies, I really do like that team. I love Ja. I think he's the most fun player to watch. They've not done anything where I'm like, oh, for sure. Seven-game playoff series, give me John Moran in Memphis against LeBron James. Like, so I'm, I'm not there Let's yet. take records out of the equation. Yeah. The Lakers are a top-blank team in the West. Where, where would you say? Records out of the equation. Six. So, like, right now, beginning Right now, now everybody's healthy. Where are the Lakers? Six, well, six to eight. Okay. They're a, they're a playoff That's team. That's very reasonable. They're a playoff yes. team. Okay. Yeah, I mean they're they're sixth. <laughs> but a lot of people are saying other things, which is Okay, listen, if you're if you're a hot take machine, like it behooves you to be like Lakers championship. I mean like it we're in the doldrums of like it's combine in the National Football League. There's really not that much in in the way of football and so you you're not going to talk about hockey. It's spring training. So like you they need when I say they, like, you know, first take like those kind of shows, they need LeBron to be in the playoffs. They really yes. do. They need the Lakers to be at least in the conversation. Generally speaking, when you're the 13th seed in the in the West, you're not in the conversation. With the moves that they made and the, and the way that they've played since they made those moves, they are for sure in the conversation. Do you think LeBron is going to miss games with this? Oh, he injury? should. I mean, I mean, he, how many? I don't. I mean, the he, rest of the road trip. Uh, he so should miss games, the Memphis right? game. Yeah. He should miss the Memphis game because the, I don't think they win either way in Memphis. I know that these games are really important, but it didn't look like it looked like he was walking with a limp post game. I'm very afraid of what happened because oh, yeah. you have the adrenaline well, pumping. And then he said like like it popped. I heard it pop, and I don't know what that pop was. But yeah, listen, like if he misses a game or two, like that's not a problem. Um, but to your point, if it's lingering or he has to be out, I mean, uh, then this whole thing is a moot point. Then they're done. This is. But that's another thing that you have to account for when talking about this specific Lakers team. LeBron is yeah. already injured, yeah. and Davis is. You know, every time he jumps, it's it's a risk, and he then Delo is hurt. Play. I so, get it. Those are all factors. I still don't think they make the play-in tournament. I'm oh sorry. I don't. Oh I don't think God. they. I'm sorry. Who's making it, Dame? Dame is making it. Oklahoma City. <laughs> I okay, really, in who? In who? In who? Whoever else. There's Minnesota, Golden there? State, New Orleans. All you the trust teams Minnesota? That, no, I don't. But I don't trust the Lakers either. I'm you sorry. You can't sit up here and tell me that Minnesota is a better team. In than a Lakers vacuum, right the Lakers are a better team than those teams. But given the way that the standings have played out, given the fact that LeBron's already hurt, given the fact that Davis can get hurt any given night, no, I trust no, those other is, teams. Look, look, is that such that, a crazy no, thing to say? It is crazy. It's it is not. Crazy. But here's where I push back on the way that you view this team. You're very much in the, this is what they did, but... But if they lose this game and they lose the next game and if Davis gets hurt and LeBron could get hurt and if this happens, what I'm saying is what has this team done since they made the, the trade and they played all Four together? 4-1. and 3-0 one. Four and one, with LeBron. Uh, when you come back from 27 points down on the road, like that means something. Agreed. I actually would rather have a game like that when you like – Shoot, this team comes together. If they if they find themselves down twenty points again, hey guys, we've been here before. Those days are over. So that's how I view the team. Listen, like in a week, if they lose to Memphis and they lose to the Thunder and LeBron gets hurt, we can have this conversation. You're viewing what they did, and you're and you're just really focusing on the, how they fell down by twenty seven. Which listen, they're not going to fall down by twenty seven every night. So what they needed to come back from 27, they're not going to need to do that every night. True. So, listen, 
you're talking to two guys here who are not expecting this team to win a championship. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So <laughs> no, I, I'm not expecting them to I win think, a championship. I think Brandon's saying is if everything goes right and this continues, they have the ability, and he's not wrong, to get to the conference finals in a yes. wide open West. Yes. Every team, look, even Sacramento, as phony as they are, have the ability to go to the Western Conference Finals. Every single team, one through 10, has the The Thunder could go on a run. You don't know. I mean, probably not since they don't have experience and they lack talent um, depth-wise. But, like, Armand, like... What has what have any of these teams proven? The Clippers always get hurt. They've never been to the finals. The Nuggets, I mean, we don't know about the Nuggets. The Kings haven't done anything, yeah. right, Arash? I no, mean, we exactly. don't know. We don't it's know. It's a very good point. Very valid point. I, I still, you know, I still, I know what you just said, Arash, and I agree that I'm, you know, being pessimistic looking forward. But at the end of the day, the upcoming schedule still is not favorable, at least to, in my eyes. And you're not we'll wrong, see what happens. But if you're saying that they can't beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, then there's a lot of games that you probably don't think that they're going to win. I mean, the Thunder are not. They're, uh, what, what are they? The 13th seed now? I mean, for yes. God's sakes. I mean, like. If, if, I like if, the if, Thunder. That's fine. But if, <laughs> if you don't think that they can beat the 13th seed, well, then. They it's didn't like, beat them on LeBron's night, though. They, don't have, they didn't have the same team, Armand. That is the biggest difference. Yeah. yeah Westbrook on the team. This oh, team they is did. Totally yeah, that's different. true. I forgot By about the way, that. <laughs> really not. We haven't like this is the main story here. But Clippers we do, next. We segment, do have baby. to talk about Clippers wow. and Russell Westbrook. And what have the Clippers done since they made the trade for Russell Westbrook? It's not not all on him. He he he's actually played well, but uh, we've seen that. We've seen this guy score a triple double in um, in his team not win. All right. So let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be talking more about the Clippers and the Lakers and the moves both of these teams made when we come back on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas in the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. nothing more valuable it's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited to get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California. The bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 400 0340. All right, we would normally go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline right now, but we are too hot. We have, <laughs> we, have, we have too much to get off our chest. We spent the entire first segment talking about the new look Lakers, why the reasonable people in the room, Brandon Stoich and myself, feel that this is a different team that has the ability to make it at least into the play in tournament. Let's now talk about kind of the new look Clippers, not totally new look Clippers, but they brought in a, a new player, but it's a very big name player. It is Russell Westbrook, and they didn't just bring him on to be 
12th man come off the bench. They brought him in to start. Now, first game was a little, not a little, that, that, that was one of the craziest games of all time. Double overtime, 176-175, second highest scoring game in league history. The most points scored in a game in 40 years. But they are now 0-2. The Russell Westbrook starting point guard Clippers are now 0-2. Let's start with you, Armani Buckets. How do you view this team with with Russell Westbrook? You know, I actually, it's hard to gauge because, again, very small sample size still. That first game was such an unbelievable choke job. Like, they had that game signed. 14 points with about four minutes left. That's crazy. So if they win that game, maybe we have a little bit of a different. Because the Nuggets, and we've talked about it, they, they can't be the Nuggets. And we've talked about this as well, Brandon, right? I mean, like. There's enough of a sample size. They've lost the three games that they played. One of them was a blowout. Yeah, yeah. They, they never beat the Nuggets. So this is going to be a... By the way, Joey Lynn of the Sporting Tribune had a great tweet. While you're talking, I will bring it up. They are terrible against teams above 500. What do we... Under 500? Yeah. I mean, sorry. Teams... Yeah, hold on. Continue it. This, this stat that Joey had, and I'll, and I'll, uh, I'll talk about it in one, one second... Leads me to believe that they're, they're not going to go on a great playoff run. I still am very optimistic. The one thing that Russell Westbrook allows this team to do, they play at a snail's pace before they acquired Westbrook. And now when I watch them with Russ, I'm like, okay, I, I wasn't really a fan of the move necessarily in terms of letting him start, yeah. but I see the vision. I at least see what they thought, their thought process through it. Go so I got I, I got the stat from Joy. The Clippers are now eleven and twenty four against teams five hundred or greater. So you're not even talking about like the, the top teams. If you're five hundred or above five hundred, they are eleven and twenty four against you. The only Western Conference teams with a worse mark: Houston Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs. Not the company you want. That is not good. I mean, so I mean, you know, if, if they're now matched up against a really good team in the postseason. You know, maybe they win in the first round. They beat the Kings. They, yeah. I like Sacramento. I'm what sorry. What is your obsession? Like You're even the wearing the purple so here's, today. He's wearing the purple yes. today. Well, that's Laker purple for you guys. Is but it? Here's what I was telling Brandon off air before the show. When the Lakers won the championship in 2020, yeah. their identity was, you knew every night, elite defense and elite size. Yeah. They had those two things. When you look at the West, offense or defense, do we have any team that has a real calling card? Like a real like oh memphis is really gonna defend tonight it's gonna yeah. be hard do you see anything like that no. in the west you know what i do see sacramento's offense when they play 176 175 is because De'Aaron fox they're not gonna slow down in the playoffs and the reason why i bring that up is because when we're looking at the clippers they're a brand new team now, right? So yes. 11 and 24, just like the Lakers' new identity. I want to see what happens. Larger sample size with Westbrook because their identity is shifting now. They're yeah. playing more fast-paced. Kawhi's getting easier looks. He's playing at a, an incredible level. Can you take care of the basketball? Do you like the moves that they made? So we, 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 we kind of focused on the number one move. But like, but the Plumlee and... Bones Highland, like, do you like all the moves that, that they made? What I am afraid of, and this was a fear going into the year with the Clippers, is you acquire, I do like the moves, but you acquire a guy, for example, like a Bones Highland. He comes in thinking, probably thinking, I'm going to be a backup, and now you go and acquire Russell Westbrook, and now all of a sudden you have a young guy who might be a third string player now, and he's looking for 
and contract extension, as is everybody because it's a business. That worries me. Terrence Mann, you take away his starting job. Is he going to be satisfied in his role? Are all these guys going to be able to sacrifice for the greater good of the team? If they are, I love the idea of what this team can resemble. And by the way, this is a question I have for both of you. And this is why I think this is important to bring up regarding the Nuggets game. Jokic goes off, right? He, as he does pretty much every night. Who is the Clippers' third most important you player? You love this question, the third most important. It's important. Who's the third it can most change. important player It can fluctuate. The, yeah. the most important. I, I, I think it's Norman Powell, but he's the, I, I don't know if most important. He's consistent, so he's going to give you what he needs to give you every single but night. But you guys know the history of the game. Like, when the Lakers won the championship, and we've, keep, we've talked about it. And by the way, you could take it back to when they won previously. The third most important Fluctuated, fluctuated every night during the postseason, like in the bubble. It was either KCP statistically was their third best player, KCP. But like important, maybe Rondo, some nights maybe Kuzma. But back in the day with Shaq and Kobe, maybe Fisher, maybe Shaw, maybe Fogg. Like that's the only reason I kind of push back on that because it's not a set in stone it's not a set in stone thing and then and then the other thing come come postseason like look at the statistics of these teams who've won come postseason that bench is really short yeah. so if you've got a problem with the the ninth guy or the tenth guy the he's problem not is play. ty lue i mean well, and the, it's i don't know one. what dirt morris has on ty lue that guy he's had a great career congratulations he shouldn't lick a minute off the bench and Eric Gordon why he can plays Eric Gordon late in that game when he hasn't played all game instead yeah. of a Terrence Mann or a Norman Powell who can actually go get a bucket I don't get that and then he didn't play Plumlee all of the third quarter and thankfully Plumlee yeah. came back and they got back into the game and yeah. it's like Jesus Christ Ty Lue I mean he <laughs> sucks he's a terrible coach so well I don't agree with that at all oh come uh, on now he's not a terrible <laughs> come, coach let's be real he's not a terrible yes, coach yes he is but now Brandon, he is. he's not a terrible coach I oh, mean like, he is now Coming into this season, would you think that? No. Okay. But what I've seen this season, quickly, it doesn't change that quickly. I think it does. I think based on what I've seen, that team should have forty-three, forty-four wins. So two things: you're right about the ninth and tenth guy not being that important. But when your ninth and tenth guy are interchangeable with your seventh and eighth, all of a sudden it becomes who do I play? Who has it going tonight? Who doesn't? And then it becomes nobody gets a rhythm. You do need to know that. Yes. Like, Like the ninth guy can say. Screw this! I I'm I'm far superior to the guys who play. That's fine, but you really have to have your set rotation in yes. place. Um, so the Tyloo thing is interesting, and we'll bring on Grant at some point this week because he really hates Tyloo. But it's a hard job, though. But but Tyloo wasn't going to win Coach of the Year a year ago, but the job he did with that team without he did Kawhi, a great job last year. So he's not gonna, he's not going to lose that, like in my mind, you know. It's, yeah. It's, um, so going back to the he's third, he's not muscle. a bad coach. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's having a bad uh, season <laughs> or bad first half of the season, but I don't think you lose it. Yeah, I agree. That quickly. Um, I, I just want I, the reason why I pose that question is because I think what Zubats gives them in terms of rim protection yeah. is so vital for this team because their identity at the end of the day is going to be their wings getting stops and Zubats protecting the paint. And that's why in a night like last night, it's hard to gauge way, where this team is at. Y'all want to hear a stat that's crazy? My friend just texted this to me. Did you know that Tobias Harris has more total career points than Kawhi Leonard? Wow. That's funny. Well, the, the, the Kawhi doesn't, uh, like, he doesn't, he doesn't play. play. <laughs> well, that's why you play. 
I mean, Jesus, I hate load management. Okay, well, speaking of points, can I just bring up something that I think is, and I want to hear you guys out if this is a trend. The first two months of 2023, we've seen two guys score 71 points. Something yeah. that was extremely rare before. Um, it's incredible. Now, now, with both of those games, they kind well, not Dame. Dame didn't come out of nowhere because he scored 41 in the first half or something like that. So you kind of saw that coming. With Donovan Mitchell, like, he finishes that game in regulation with 58 points or something, and then he goes off in overtime. Two 71-point games in the first two months of 2023. Is this, like, I don't want to say a trend, but is where is this going? No one plays defense. It, no, well, see, that what, is BS. Okay. And the reason why it's BS, these guys are so talented, unbelievably skilled. The Rockets are double teaming the man at half court before he even crosses the half court line. They're trying everything they can do. But again, you say you want to press up on these guys. They're just going to blow right past you. The this. level of skill play that we have now is unparalleled to any point I in history. It didn't impress me and, that much. And honestly, what's going to happen is, yeah, you're going to keep seeing it happen because those guys are just going to be more and more skilled. Or, this generation grew up watching Steph Curry. I can't imagine what's going to happen or 10 years from now. Yes. They don't play any defense in the NBA. Well, how, how can you say that? They used to play defense. No one really plays defense. It's in the impossible NBA. to guard that much speed and skill. It just is. And then when you go past somebody and you have four yeah. shooters around you. You know why he got 71? Because his team's so dang bad that he had to get 71 for them to win. Wait, sure. I, I say that when Kobe had the year that he had, when he dropped, when he like outscored. I know how it was close. Close. It was quarters. like because here's the thing: like people want to knock Kobe like for that game that like, he only had two assists. Well, I mean, he had to have the game he had. People don't realize the game against Toronto that year. Um, they, they were down at the half. They were down by almost 20 points in the third quarter. That I mean, Kobe had to put that team on his back. Uh, well, let me ask you guys this though: so it it was very clear towards the end of that game that he wanted to go for this number. Um, I'm going to bring this up because I wrote about it today in the Sporting Tribune where, okay, so Portland was leading um, Houston. Again, Houston, as we know how bad they are. 123-109 with 235 left coming out of a full timeout. They left Dame in. They not only left Dame in, like they kind of, you know, called plays for him. Phony 71. Do you have a problem? Again, at that point, he had 66. I mean, no, I don't amazing. have a problem with that. Okay. I have a problem with that. The game's over. Let the young kids play. He, oh, has, 60. he has 66. Come on. He has 66. Now, at, How many does he need? At that point, 70. it's fine. But I think yeah, 70 is such a big number that I have no problem with that. But I think that's sort of like the one thing where um, – when Kobe had his nights. And again, my favorite thing is the Kobe 62-point game against the Mavericks where he, like, outscores the Mavericks. He outscored the Mavericks. A Mavericks team that that season would play in, in the finals, the Western Conference champion Mavericks that season. Kobe has 62 through three. The Mavericks have 61 through three. So he, on his own, is outscoring this team. At that point in the game that the Lakers are up by 30 points, Brian Shaw comes to Kobe and says, hey, I talked to Phil... He, he, he wants you to score a couple more. I mean, they, this is pretty amazing. Kobe looks up at the scoreboard one month before they play Toronto, and he has to say, he's like, I'll do it when we need it. And Brian Shaw was like, 
what are you even talking about? <laughs> and by the way, Shaw's not wrong. Yes, one month after that, Kobe would have his historic night. He's never come close to that since. So when you look at the list of like guys who scored that much, I always go back to Kobe. Kobe could have had... 90. 90 that night. Yeah, he could 66. have. 66. And think about this. In the 66. NBA, then, what, what's even more impressive about Kobe's 80-point game, point game yeah. is that they play defense in that NBA. Oh, please. <laughs> you know, please. the 70 is the new 50. We're going to see it over and over again. And it's like, I know Armand's, uh, you know, he's a proponent um, of this generation. Like, oh, my God, 70 is 70. No, it's not. It's 50. Everybody's scoring 50 nowadays. What do you see about the defense that makes you think that they're not playing it? People are lazy. They like to play on one end of the floor. Um, I think the scheme is a part of it. I think you are correct in the sense that they're implementing a lot of offensive schemes that are working. So if you play drop coverage, right, Dame mm -hmm. is going to have an open look every time. Yes. But if you don't play drop coverage and you bring your big up, what's going to happen? He'll pass it. Let him or get 20 gonna, assists. Or he's going to go right around the big because he's okay. faster than him. That and then he's going to have a layup. prevents him from hitting freaking 14 threes or whatever he has. It's a scheme problem. It's not a lack of no, defense problem. It, it's effort you have too. These guards, when they come around the screen, if your big is in the paint, they're going to shoot no, the ball. Look, and the thing is, they don't miss very much. No, these players but, are soft in the NBA but if you, now. But it's if you true. bring your center up on the screen, yeah. then he's just going to go happened? right around wait, wait, the what happened? No, but, like, but look, in the, in the NBA Kobe was in when he was dominant, right? It was like, and that was the early 2000s. Defense was the calling card. Like people would like they ran bloody sets your nose and they slowed and it down. Like, it was the pace of the game that caused defense to be easier to play. Yes, but I feel like that's important. And the Celtics kind of turn back the clock a little bit with that sometimes, and the Bucks do, and it's still evident in certain points portions of the NBA. I just think too, like people are getting their bag. They don't want to go out and, and lay out for a ball. Like they're getting their money. Like they're lazy. People are lazy. It's Listen, load management. You're you're Perhaps not wrong, but you can't not take away from this accomplishment. Yes, I mean, because here's the thing, you know, whether you have 66 or 70 or whatnot, to score 71 points in a game, it's not about, like, where's the defense? Because we've talked about this before, where you'll say, who's guarding Luka? And I'm like, I, to be honest, like, I Jared don't Vanderbilt. know, but I don't, I mean, yeah, but like, <laughs> no, it's Jared Vanderbilt, it's true. It is. So they found someone to guard Luka, but Luka's still going to get his. And, yeah. and, I'm not, and it's not because they don't try, and it's not because there's no defense. Luka's Luka, Steph's Steph. But when you have a, a night like this, and I do have to uh, appreciate it, but like when you're watching that game, and it's again, 2.30 left, coming out of a full timeout, and the game's in hand, and it's like, literally, right out of the timeout, shoots a three, gets the ball <laughs> back, shoots another three, and it's like, okay, look, I see what they're doing now. It's not wrong, you're at the precipice of history, but that was the beautiful thing about Kobe, where he didn't care about that. Yeah. That's well, what I'm about the, the few nights before when Clay hit all those three-pointers? The end of that game, he's still in the game, chasing oh, yeah. kind of record chasing against That's the Rockets. Fine. Now, listen, I have no problem with that in the final couple of minutes of the game. But if the game is decided. If the game is decided. So the reason I respected Kobe's decision back in the day it was a 30-point game. I mean, like, yeah. Kobe didn't want to tarnish what he had done, which was really, to be honest, like, the allure of the fact that he sat out the entire fourth quarter. He, like, on his own, he outscored the Western Conference champions through three quarters. That's an incredible 
And by the way, this does not at all take anything away from what Kobe did. That Raptors team wasn't very good either. They were actually pretty bad. No, but what the most important thing is how bad the Lakers team was. Because every yes. now and then when the, when someone wants to knock Kobe, they'll go, yeah, but that night he only had two assists. And I go back to them and I say, "Do you? can you list the players they had on that team? <laughs> You'll realize why he only had two assists. Can you, by the way? Because I, 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 I can't do that. It was that team, right? Moron Profit. Oh, man. <laughs> but you go down the list. But here's the other thing about that night. When Kobe says, I'll do it on a night that we need it, and it's like, what the hell are you even talking about? They needed it that night. As crazy as it sounds and as many points as he scored, they're down 19 points in the second half of that game. Yeah. He, he, when I say, like, Golden Lee, he scored 26 points in the first half when they're down by 12 or six. I think this was a game that they were going to lose. Again, it was the Sunday of the conference championship game. It, it was a nothing game. Jack Nicholson was in courtside. A lot of people who n- normally go there were not there. He needed to have that night. So the other take that I've seen circulating is Damian Lillard is now a top blank three-point shooter ever. He's not Steph. He's not Steph. But in I terms of Clay, Reggie, and Ray, where I, do you? I don't have the stats to you know, but I mean, he's got got to be up there, right? I mean, just stat-wise, I have no idea where yeah. he is. But he's just, up there. He's in that conversation. He's top five. He's got to be right. But we yeah, do have to realize the three-point shot. How kind of new it is. Like, not don't just look at when they began to have it in the league, because the, that, that first few years, the, the the line was there, but no one really used it. It's yeah. amazing. So it's really a shot that was you know over the past twenty-five years or so. So, um, but yeah, no, that's not crazy to say top five maybe. I, yeah, I think he could go down as second. Three. He's top three. I think he's it's better so than Reggie. Reg, but it's Reggie tough, so but Reggie good. could, have been, so good, Reggie yeah, could yeah. have been like way better now, yeah. too. Like, yeah. you know, that's why it's tough. I think for sure four. I think the four best shooters ever. Maybe f- five. Five. You're right. Five. I think top five makes that. Allen, Lillard, Miller, Steph, and Clay, right? Are yeah. the top five? Yeah. It's an amazing accomplishment for, for, for him when you, when you put him in that class. And so... I, I'm still of the mindset I would love to see him on a competitive championship contending team. Yeah, he's um, never winning with this team. Not with this team. I don't think well, so. Well, if he goes for 70, you never know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you might have to 70 every yeah. night for them to Golden win, Golden State is next, that, and that's a huge game for both teams. Can yeah. he encore it with a 50-piece? Maybe. Well, when, when you're playing in a city like Portland, though, it's like he's having this unbelievable season. He's having this unbelievable career. But no one really appreciates it like we do because he's in the conference and the division. I've seen him a ton. You're, you're not going to appreciate his greatness until he's in the playoffs, until he's in the conference finals, until he's in the finals. And it's like at some point for him, I, I would love him to be in that position. Now, yeah. I don't know if that's, that'll happen. But. No, it prob- probably won't, unfortunately, for him. But that is the decision he, along with Bradley Beal in Washington, that's right. You know what you signed up for when you signed that contract. And at this point, this is you take what 50, 60 million out of the cap space. There's only so much that a GM can do. But at the same time, if you're going to perform like a freaking, you know, super duper duper star, yeah, maybe you don't need that much help. You need help. You, you do need help. I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the time of the big three, like, like I don't necessarily think you need a big three. You do need the big two. Definitely. You do need a big two. So we'll see if that happens at some point with Dame. 
listen, I'm I'm very optimistic on the Lakers. We'll see about the Clippers, but uh, it's, it's a good time to be a basketball fan, I think, right now in Los Angeles. Let's, uh, with that said, let's leave it there for now, and uh, we'll do this again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.